Second Peter chapter five, chapter one, verse five. We stand to honor God in the reading of His gospel. You would like to turn? Let's read together. One to go, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. Let's add verse six to it, and to knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. The seven says, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. Verse eight. Last verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Before you say, tell somebody, Karatam matters, Karatam matters. Say, Karatam matters, Karatam matters, Karatam, be seated. We continue our teachings on the subject of Karatam matters. We started last week, we had a great time. If you enjoy last week's teachings on Karatam matters, we trust in God to get even a bit deep more so let's um want to zero in on subject of reputation reputation i'm just gonna just take um take it one by one so we deal reputation today reputation we're, we're still talking about character matter we're zeroing in on reputation matthew chapter 6 1 to 6 says take heed that ye do not your arms before men to be seen of them otherwise ye have no reward of your father which is in heaven therefore when thou there was thy arm, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in a synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest arm, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thy arms may be in secret, that a father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be seen as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the street. That they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. The success. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly and then jump to verse 33 but seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto your reputation reputation is defined by miriam webster as good name credit honor character which is derived from a favorable public opinion or esteem so we're talking about reputation we're talking about the credit good name the credit honor Character which is derived from a favorable public opinion or esteem. So, when we talk about reputation, we're talking about good name. There are some names when you hear, it brings to your heart, to your spirit, to your soul, to your mind, a beautiful perfume. Like, oh wow, okay, wow. And there are some names when you hear, it brings to your heart, to your mind, you begin to automatically feel a sense of, Mm. reputation simply means good name the bible said good name is better than riches i was talking to a friend of mine that says for what we do as pastors and as a church you don't start a church with capital no, no. you can go to the bank for a loan it doesn't even have a church you can't start a church by just building a big building i know i know someone with a big building but there's there's, there's nobody in the church so how do you then Pastor or, or do a church or pastor church. Good name. Oh, have you been to EWC? It's a good church. Oh, wow. I like to go. Do you know Pastor Gideon? Oh, it's a, it's a good pastor, good man of God. Wow, let me go and visit. Do you know Pastor Hyder? Do you know? Good name is like sweet perfume. It draws, it pulls people. And so reputation is good name, credit, honor, a favorable public opinion. Or esteem. This means the credit or the honor is produced by your good works. Bible said, when men see your good works, they will glorify your Father in heaven. It is used to describe the general expression of which others hold a person. Reputation is therefore based on what you do or what you contribute to people's life. This might be positive. Or negative, which in turn determines whether you're good or bad. A good reputation has a capacity to make you powerful among people. Reputation 
gives you leverage. Reputation, a good one, gives you advantage and leverage. It makes you powerful, a good reputation. The Bible says in Esther chapter 9 and verse number 4, Bible says, Mordecai was prominent in the palace. His reputation spread throughout the provinces and he became more and more powerful. Wow, did you hear that? The Bible says, Mordecai was so prominent, so influential, he carries a weight because he had a good reputation and his reputation spread throughout the palace, the provinces, to the point where the Bible says he became more powerful, more and more powerful. In other words, reputation makes you powerful. It makes you influential. It gives you leverage, credits, advantage. It puts you above. You gain the years of people. You, you are respected. You are honored. You are valued. Mordecai had such a reputation and made him powerful. Tell somebody, God is going to make you powerful. Come on, Samantha. God is going to make you powerful. Turn up, tell, tell another person, you are going to be very influential. So you're going to be very potent. So you are going to flow. So favor is upon your life. So you're going to gain access, advantage. You are going to be known. You're going to be powerful. You're going, you're going to increase. Somebody clap in your hands right now. Mordecai! Mordecai! Become powerful because he had good reputation. Number two, reputation is defined, number two, as character by report. The second definition of reputation is character by report. Good or bad, in a sense. Reputation is built on the kind of report people give about you in relation to the way you've acted. So, reputation simply means report. The earthly reward of reputation is also known as report. The report, the Bible said, was so far as of good report. So, there is good report. The report of people about you based on their encounters with you, their engagement with you, based on their dealings with you. Good reports. The report that people give about you based on their dealings with you. My prayer for you is that God will help you Act in a manner, in a way of grace, with humility, with favor, with kindness, with gentleness, that God, by that you build a goodly reputation. You're clapping. Oh, you're not clapping your hands well. You're not clapping your hands well. Goodly reputation. A reputation is also known as good report. Listen, when all is silence, a good report will speak for you. When all is silence, a good report will make a statement for you. When there was nobody that the Bible said the other day, somebody gave a testimony of David, said David was not there. I mean, they were looking for a player, somebody that can play, you know, and it's not enough to know how to play because skills alone was not enough. What was needed was somebody with skill, but also with a good report. And the guy stood and said, I know of a son of Jesse. He's a skillful player, a man of war, Man of prudent, wisdom, brave. And he said, above all, the Lord is with him. Let that be the report that God will cause men to give about you. That you are skillful, you are smart, you are amazing, you are handsome, you are prudent, you are wise. But above all, the fear of God is upon your life. Can you clap your hands right now? A good report. A good report. Smile and tell somebody, I hear the sound of a good report about you. Come on, I hear the sound. Please smile and tell I hear the sound of a good report about your family, your children, your ministry, your household, your family, your destiny, this nation. Can I get a clap in the house right now? When your name is mentioned, when all is silence, a good report will speak for you. When you are not there, a good report will speak for you. When you can even speak, a good report 
will speak for you. When your name is called out, people will stand in and vouch for you and say, I know that girl. I know that guy. I know that brother. He can do it. He can turn it. He can shift it. He carries the grace. He has the oil. May God bless you to the point where your name will be like a goodly perfume. A sweet smelling odor. The Lord bless you with such a reputation. Come on, clap your hands right now. Reputation simply means a good human being. A good reputation, a reputation simply means good human being. It simply means a good human being. You're a good person. He has been a good People say, he's a good guy. Can you explain to someone, you are a good person. Say, be a good guy. No, no, say, say be a good guy. Be a good guy. Ten times says, be nice, be nice. Say, be nice, be nice. Say, be warm. Tell us, it doesn't hurt to be nice. Say, there's no blessing being rude. Oh, you know, he said, there's no blessing being rude, being stubborn, being disrespectful, being arrogant. Even the way you are seated, that you are not responding to me, I'm praying for you. Say, be nice. Say, be nice. I got you, I got you. And look at all those who are not unperturbed, unconcerned. Look at them. Say, say, be nice. Say, it doesn't pay to be stubborn, to be disrespectful, to be rude, be courteous, be gentle, be sweet, be warm, be respectful, smile, have good report. Can I get a clap in the house right now? It simply means a good human being. A good human being. Watch this. Reputation was an important factor when the apostles were selecting elders for the first church. Acts chapter 6 verse 3. Acts 6 and the verse number 3. New Kingdom version of the Bible says Acts chapter 6 and the verse number 3. Therefore brethren, seek out from among you, seven men of good reputation. Oh yeah. Full of the Holy Ghost. Wish and, and wisdom. Whom we may appoint over this business. So even in selecting the leaders of the church, reputation was key. Acts 6 and 3. Said, therefore brethren, seek among you seven men. Of what? Good reputation. Of good report. Of good reputation. But not only that, full of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom. Whom we may appoint over this business. So the business of the church is handed over to people with good reports. Come and talk to me right now. You know something? God never called us to be controversial. You hear what I said? If, if, if in our pursuit for ministry if in our pursuit for the work with God there's controversy fine but don't create it are you with me at all we are not called to create confusion to scatter things no 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 that's not our calling we may heal the sick that can bring controversy we may cast out devils that people can't understand it. The sick, the barren will have children. There will be open doors. God will do stuff that people can apprehend it and understand it. If that creates confusion, if that creates some form of controversy, that's understandable. But we don't go out there to create controversy. Because the Bible said, for those who will be appointed as leaders of the church, let them be a people of good report, good reputation. It matters. You're clapping. Smile and tell somebody good reputation. Tell us it's a good reputation. Say good, 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 good one. Say good one, good one, good one, good one, good reputation. You're clapping in the second house right now. Come on, give a praise. But listen to me. Let's can we go a bit deep right now? Can we jump deep right now? Can we go deep right now? Can I see my hands? Those one is good. Can we go deep right now? Okay, okay. Please take caution. Watch it. Caution. That having a good report. When men are ever, doesn't mean you have same with God. So the idea that you have good reports with men does not necessarily mean you are on the same page with God. So in other words, you can have good reports by men, but you and God know this so. So men are applauding you, but God is not applauding you. Man said, that's him. But God said, unfaithful servant. 
Am I preaching your church right now? Man says he's anointed, and God said, My spirit left him long time ago. Man says you are so good a person, and God said, That's not the way, that's not what I told you to do. You know something? In our walk with God every day as pastors and as men of God, we'll always be torn, there will always be this conflict between men's approval and God's approval. There will always be that thing where sometimes in our pursuit and our walk with God, there'll be a conflict between men and God, a battle between the mighty and the almighty, a battle between men's applause and God's approval. Paul says, to show yourself approved unto God. The one who approves us, who endorses us, who affirms us, who confirms us is God. My prayer for you today that in your quest to please men, that in your quest to be applauded, that in your quest to be accepted, you don't displease God, but may you please God so that men may be pleased with you. Your clapping is sick in the house Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So the Bible said in Matthew 6, verse 1 to 4, Matthew 6, 1 to 4, our scripture says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. From your Father in heaven. If all you want is for men to approve you, you are done. You are done. Many who go on the last and say, I use your name to cast out devils. Say, yeah, you cast out devils, but I don't know you. I don't know you because you sought for the approval of men, not my approval. You know something? Even in preaching and teaching, I have been, and, I, and I'll confess, I have been in places where God wanted me to say something. I remember many, many, many years ago, and I'm your pastor. I, I don't care. I'm not going to hide it. If I'll say it to help you, there's nothing to hide. Many years ago, I traveled to go and preach. I think it was in Germany. And I prayed strongly, believed that the Holy Spirit wanted me to teach on something else. But there was a message that I was comfortable with. And I wanted to impress the crowd and make sure that my words on point. So they invited me again. So I chose the area that was comfortable. And my God, I fired. And when I fired, people clap. And people shout, wow, what a word. 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 My God. God, what a prophet with a word. A prophet. We don't see that my prophet with such words, such depth, such knowledge, such revelation. And I did that and I got the applause. I got the praise. But when I got to my hotel, I started grieving and feeling sad. Why? Because the Holy Spirit said, I didn't tell you to preach that. You preach that for men to approve you. Now you got to sort it out with me. My prayer for you is that in our quest to please men, we don't miss God. God is a thin line between pleasing God and displeasing God. You can please men and God may not be pleased. My prayer for you is that you don't do it for the applause. You don't do it for the show but you do it for the soul. You don't do it for the people but do it to God that you are not seeking men's approval but you are seeking God's approval. That God's joy, God's perceive, God's will, God's endorsement, God's affirmation, God's confirmation is what your soul and your heart is yearning for. My prayer for you today is that you seek God and not man. You're clapping in the second house right now. Watch this. A good reputation has a tendency to make us abandon who God has really called us to be. Sometimes people that want good reputation sometimes, and I tell you what, it will happen to you every day. A real believer, a real Christian who always battle and fight and contend the battle of the mighty and the almighty between pleasing God and pleasing men. Between people you so want the approval and endorsement that sometimes the battle becomes so strong. The Bible says Peter, the man of God, the apostle, the father, the priest, the bishop, Peter was caught up in this battle. And if Peter was caught up in this battle, who do you think you are? Who do you think you look at me? Look at me. Tell, tell someone, tell someone, so long as you live, tell so long as you live, so long as you serve God, 
there will always be a constant battle between the mighty and the almighty, between God and men, between approving the flesh and approving the spirit. But you, my prayer for you is that God will help you to choose God and not to choose men. Let all men be liars and let God alone be true. Can I get the people that understand what I'm talking about? As you clap those hands and give God a praise right now, they'll call you weird. They'll call you some way. They'll give you names. They'll criticize you. They will attack you. Sometimes they insult you. But let all men be liars and let God alone and God alone be true. You're clapping. Look at Peter. Look at Peter. Galatians chapter 2 verse 11. Peter, when Cephas, in fact, in fact, give me Give me the, the King James, then we'll come to NIV. Give me the King James. Okay, so Cephas means Peter. So let me call it. When Peter was come, okay, now go back. Now go back to NIV. Now go back to NIV. When Cephas, also known as Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him in his face. Wow, Paul. See, I got a big confrontation. I confronted Peter. I said, Peter, stop this thing. I, 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 I opposed him to his face because. He stood condemned. Why? Verse 12. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. Wow. This is Peter. Peter is caught in a battle of pleasing the people and then being afraid of the people he walked away from his calling Peter was the first guy that was called to the Gentile he saw a vision that God was calling to the Gentile and, and, and as he went among the Gentiles and as he was eating with them and breaking bread and sharing fellowship and they were eating together then suddenly some people came from James they came from the Jews they came from Israel and when they came to visit and Peter saw the people because Peter wanted a good report from the Jews from the group that belonged to circumcision of the Jews he withdrew himself from the people and Paul said Peter you got to stop this thing you got to stop being pretentious you got to choose from pleasing God and pleasing men God called you to the Gentiles why are you pulling away because of men and the problem is that there are many of us that are constantly battling the battle of being afraid of the opinion of men being afraid of what people will say and constantly you will fight that fight but let the almighty win over the mighty may you not miss your calling because of the applause you're clapping amen amen smile and tell somebody if Peter was caught up in that battle you always be caught up in that battle. Say, so I know you are fighting it. So I know even this morning you fought some in the office you fight it at home you fight it there are some cultural some religious people that will criticize you the way you pray the way you fast the way you do things but let God be God Peter why are you pulling away why are you pretending why are you trying to behave that you don't know these people sometimes in our walk with God we we might offend people sometimes in our pursuit for God we might offend people but the devil is a liar let men be offended and let God be pleased I am not trying to offend you but if in my pursuit of God you offended then God be it but if my pursuit with God I am pleased by you then I thank God Master, what are you trying to say how then do we choose between pleasing God and pleasing men I explained that to you quickly in our walk with God our focus, our energy our drive, our vision our purpose is to please God and as we are pleasing God, if we please men thank God, but as we are pleasing God, if you offend men thank God, but 
God whose report shall we believe? We rather please God and offend men than to offend God and please God. But sometimes as we are pleasing God, we can please men also. If I preach and you're excited by my preaching, thank God. If I preach and you're offended by my preaching, thank God. Paul said, I become all things to all men that I may by all men not win all, but win some. Tell somebody we we'll win some, not all. <laughs> you, you know what a Paul said. No matter what I become, I can only win some. I become all things, all men, that I may by all men win all. No, some. Your ministry is not for everybody. Stop trying to please everybody. Don't go out of your way to offend people. But I tell you, if you are really pursuing God, people will be offended. Can I preach your church right now? Is somebody hearing me today? Peter withdrew from the crowd. And Paul said, why are you doing this, Peter? You are eating with us. That you saw the Jews were running away. Don't do that. Don't do that. God called you. Many of you have run away from your calling because you are afraid of what people will say about you. You go to that church. Fridays. But you know God called you here. Well, I was born in that church. You were born in a hospital. I might be your church right now. Since you've been in that church, what has happened to you? You know what God called you to do? Peter is the father of the church but still holding on to religious spirits. And then many of us still holding on to religion. A form. Wanting men to applaud you. Wanting men to clap for you. And in your quest to be pleased by men, you miss God. Prophet, how do I solve the problem of pleasing God and pleasing men? What do I do? Because there's a gray area of wanting to please God and pleasing men. Especially when you just said, I shouldn't go my way to offend people. How do I then please God and please men? Is that a question? It's a good question. It's a good question. Because sometimes you need some good report. How many want some good reports sometimes? Oh, yeah. oh, even Prof wants some. I want some. So don't be shy. Stop putting your hand down. You are, you are, you. The kinds of things you have done for good report, you be, I'll go there, you'll get there. You have done all kinds so that people will clap for you. How many want good report? Nice, nice. Oh, you look good. That's a good report. Tell us, oh, you look good. How does that make you feel? So important, eh? Come, tell, tell, so you look so well. They're even lying to you, but you believe it. Come on, clap and give your praise right now. Oh yeah, people can lie. So how do I please God? Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 says. Matthew 22 and 36, the Bible said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I answer you with this. You love God with all your soul, with all your spirit, your soul, and your mind. Then you love your neighbor as yourself. The answer is you please God and then you please men. You don't please men and please God. But in your quest to please God, you may please men also. But in your quest to please men, you may displease God. You never please, you never please God and displease men. But you can please men and displease God. You miss, you miss, you miss, you miss. Hold, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Love God first. Make sure that you and God are okay. When you and God are okay, you and men will be okay because sometimes men don't even know what they really need. If your standard is what men say is good, men's standard of good keeps on changing. God's standard of good is stable, it's finer, it's one way, it's established. So what do you do? You make sure that you love God with your spirit, your heart, your soul, your body. You and God are good. And when you and God are good, you and men will be good. Can I preach your church right now? I've come to a place in my walk with God that sometimes when I 
when as I'm pursuing God and preaching God and preaching the word and teaching the word, I may bless some people. And I know that every Sunday as you come here, I bless you. But I tell you what, my focus is not just to bless you. My focus first is to please God. Is to do what God called me to do. Is make sure I'm saying what God want me to say. And in my quest to please God, in my quest to preach the word that God want me to preach, in my quest to pursue God, to love God, to honor God, to be obedient to God in the process I may bless you in the process I may encourage you in the process I may lift you up in the process I may shift you from one direction to another direction but my focus is to please God but once I'm pleasing God I may be a blessing to you and sometimes in pleasing God I may offend you oh you know what I said Anytime you walk with God and pursue God, you will sometimes please man. You will sometimes bless man. You will sometimes encourage man. You will sometimes lift man. And you will sometimes offend man. The problem many of you is that you never want to offend anybody. And I'm saying do it intentional. So the reason why you're preaching and your message is compromised because you want to please everybody. No longer our church has become seeker-friendly churches. Come preach the real word. You dare not talk about homosexuality. Uh-uh. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh-uh. Pastor. Uh-uh. 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 I'm not saying if you have gay tendencies, you are, go- you are not going to hell, but I'm telling you, you need help. And we can help you. But I'm not going to endorse it. You know what I said? So watch, 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 watch. Some churches dare not talk about it because when you talk about it, you offend people. Look at me. Each of you getting offended, get repenting. <laughs> You're not clapping your hands well. No, I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying if you got certain issues you are going to hell or you are dead or you die no no but you need help you need to be fixed you need god's grace to help you and god can help you and may i not compromise on the truths my assignment is not to dilute the truth in order for men to accept me say that's a nice shirt that's a good guy a good pastor but may i preach the truth and if the truth offends you may the truth have the power to fix you and to heal you and to deliver you and to rescue you you're clapping this in the house right now you know, sit down. You know, sometimes people forget eh, that people, human beings, eh, actually want the truth. John the Baptist, well, I look at John the Baptist preaching, eh, I said, why were they still going to John the Baptist church? The guy was insulting them every day. Every day, you provide you, And every day, they were coming because you know something? Human beings want truth. The more you lie to them, one day they will figure you out. May I not be a liar as a pastor. May I not stand here and lie in the name of God. But may I have the audacity, the grace, the power, the humility to speak the mind of God. May I speak truth with grace. May you be a person that please God. And in your quest to please God, if you please men, thank God. But if men are offended, let them so be it. Tell somebody in my quest to please God, I may help you, I may excite you, I may bless you, I may encourage you, I may be nice to you, I may be kind to you, but sometimes I may offend you also. And when I offend you and I'm in the will of God, you better fix yourself and not be offended to miss the will of God. Can I get a preacher in there? Clap your hands today. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not called to criticize. I'm called to speak grace with truth. Because truth without grace is what deadly. And grace without truth is junk food. So I carry the truth, but may I be gracious to know people are dealing with stuff. And whatever you are dealing with. Our hearts and our church is open for you. 
No matter your sex, your gender, your background, whatever you are fighting with. But I tell you what, by the grace of God, we can pull through and work through and get through and get healed and get fixed and get sorted out. Your clap is going to house one. Truth. As I pursue God. Oh, yes. You think I came here to preach to you? No, I came here because God called me to stand here. I came here because I'm doing the work of God. If all I came here for is for you, then I miss it. I came here because God called me. Because the only person that brought you here is God. Not you didn't come here. You, you are not with me. When you live here, you support Barcelona, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U, MPP, NDC, GPP, PPP, your money. Your money is your God. I know it. From Monday, you don't even remember prof. The only thing that will remind you to bring you on Sunday is God. So if I miss God, I miss you. But if I hold on to God, you will come. So I'm here to please God and not to please you. But as I please God, I may bless you also. You're clapping this thing. Why are you going to be faithful to your wife? Why? Not because you're afraid of her. Not because she looks pretty. Not because, because no matter how beautiful she is, there are other beautiful sisters in the system. No matter how sexy she is, there are gymnasts and acrobats around. Anointed for gymnastic behavior. Stay right there. You are anointed. Why you be faithful is because God called you to be faithful. Because you honor your vow to God and they honor your vow to her. You can, can I look, look at me? Look at, it's got it's got nothing to do with you. But as I please God, I may please you also. I may not all the time. I may. And I want to thank God. And I want to be gracious. The days my preacher offends you. Because John the Baptist offended. He, was, he, called, he called them brood of vipers. I mean, I said, John. No, no, no. They young go for it. And they were coming every day. And he was living, he lived in the desert. They would leave town to go to the desert for the truth. And the truth is, you, you are vipers. Vipers! Are you here? Vipers! And they are standing there. Because you know something? Whenever you please God, God will sustain what he gave you. God will sustain you. You're not clap your hands well. God will sustain you. Reputation! Should not be at the expense of pleasing God and honoring what God called you to do. Somebody bless you, Ryan. Somebody bless you. Why is it so important? It's important to understand it because watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Reputation is crafted in integrity. Integrity is first what God has to say about you. The reason why you must be careful about not choosing reputation over integrity, over God, is because our calling, our faith, is designed in its original state of being defamed. Being defamed. You see, whenever you are called by God, you are called into an already defamed calling. So, so the Bible says, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10, now, now this is for all those of you who want people to applaud you and clap for you. All those of you who, who, who worry about what people have to say about you. Now look at the scripture. Paul said, we are fools for Christ's sake, but we are wise in Christ. Did you see that scripture? Want to go? We are hard. We are fools for Christ's sake, but we are wise in Christ. We are weak, but we are strong. We are distinguished, but we are honored. Can you imagine? Can you, look, can you accept the two? The, the problem many of us are, we don't accept the two. You can, you can be two in one. What is the two in one? Men may think you are a fool, but in God you are actually very wise. And, and don't try to convince those who think you are crazy. It will get argumentative. Why do you pay tight? Why do you go to church on Sundays? Why are you pure? Why are you not sleeping around? Why are you not fooling? Why are you not fighting back? They insult, why are you not insulting back? Why are you not slapping them back? Why are you not taking them to court and say, I leave it for God? Koku, kuku. Mental. Mm. Ah. There's nothing wrong with me. I am a fool before you. 
But I understand that vengeance belongs to God. I understand there's power in forgiving. I understand the power in releasing. Power in letting go. I am a fool before men, but I'm wise in God. Look at me, church. Are you willing to accept people to call you a fool? You're going to fight it. No, I accept it. I accept it. A friend of mine came to and said, my accountant says, why do I pay tight? I can't justify it. I said, don't argue with him. Do it by faith. Don't argue with him. Because the more you argue, the more you create confusion. Because there are something you can't explain it. Because they don't understand the grace of God. Because it is not seen. It's not measured. You can't measure it physically. But you can measure it spiritually. You measure it from whence you have come from. Are you with me at all? So Paul said, we are fools. But we are wise. We are weak, but we are strong. You think I can't slap you? I can slap you back. We are not weak. We are wise. We are wise. Let them see us as weak people. Let God see us as wise person. We are strong. We are not weak. You're clapping the skin on. We are not weak. We are, we are strong. We are strong. There is strength in containing your power. That's strength. Real strength is having power and not abusing it. I know you are not strong. If you are strong, you are very calm. I love what Paul said. Paul said we are distinguished, but we are what we are dishonored. In fact, we should be the ones called honorable, not those people. But they are frosters. They are not even clapping everybody. They are part of it. I show a scripture. Come to 2 Corinthians. Come to 2 Corinthians. Let's go. 6 8. By honor and dishonor. By evil report and good report. Deceivers and yet true. Wow, it shocked me. Look at me, church. Anybody's a pastor? You believe you're a pastor? Okay, great. Wow. Look at me. If you believe you are called, Turn to the scripture. Through glory and dishonor. Through bad report and good report. Wow. Genuine and yet regarded as imposters. You must accept this about your life. That you are going to push through your work with God through good report and bad report. Some people will say good things about you, thank God. And some will say horrible things about you and it shouldn't matter. Some will say he's a good part of man of God. Others say leave me alone, he's a liar. Good reports and bad report, glory and dishonor. I love the pastor say, genuine and yet regarded as imposters. Today, pastors in Ghana, once you are a pastor, you are a prophet. Hey, <laughs> are you, are you, especially if you're a young guy, Gideon has oh, that boy. Genuine and yet regarded as imposters. If you're a Christian, you're going to have to battle this where you are really genuine, but people call you imposter. And you are not willing to fight it. You are willing to let God defend you. Trust God. Leave it for God. Let God be true. And let all men be liars. Reputation is what God says about you. Let God have his own way. Be seated. Be seated. I stand here and I say, I hear people stand on the radio and talk about pastors and say all sorts of about pastors. And I say, I wish one day the Holy Spirit will allow us to talk about what we do for the people. But sometimes the people they think we take their money, they actually take our money. <laughs> You're not clapping your hands because you, you, you've been saying something. If you don't say something, clap your hands. It's true. It's true. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If I tell you, and I'm not, if I tell the number of people that we, we take care of, it's, it's, it's almost as if, it's almost as if, if a pastor, in Ghana today, so you have a young guy, especially if you, if, you, if you dress like the way I dress. You are not like, you are a criminal. But I want to thank God for that. And I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I, I, I love good things because I work hard. I, look at me. I don't, I don't only preach the gospel, I work. No, I'm telling I work. Anybody who knows me knows that I work. If you see me on Friday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Saturday, that's not the way I dress. I'm in a nika in a t-shirt, in a blue blue shoes. I'm working hard. Because you know something? I believe that ministry must be financed. And God can give us grace to fight. I don't believe in, look at me. You either do Peter ministry or Paul ministry. Look at Paul. Paul said we have made many rich. Paul. Paul himself was into tent business. He was building tent. So you either choose and Paul set so many churches. You either choose to do Pauline ministry or Peter ministry. I chose Paul. I, that's me. 
because, because I don't want to curse you. You want me to be cursing you? I don't want to curse you. So if you bless me, fine. If you don't bless me, I love you anyway. But yet, but yet, let Gideon now so buy a car. Oh, Froster. So Paul said, genuine and yet regarded as imposter. Look at me. If you are going to follow God, be willing to accept whatever they call you. Whoever I am to you, fine. If you see me as a man of God, thank God. I'll be a man of God to you. If you see me as an imposter, thank God. That's all you see. And I'm not going to argue with you. Don't be so concerned about your reputation that you are willing to compromise who you are. Let them keep their own opinion. If God wants, God will change one of these days. You're clapping. Anybody clapping your hands? Anybody clapping your hands? Anybody clapping your hands? Anybody blessing God? Anybody clapping your hands? Lord? Anybody blessing? Anybody receiving the word of God today? Watch this. Let me just say this real quickly. Why is it so important that we deal with this? Because perhaps Jesus Christ emptied himself. He was a man of no reputation. Perhaps we hid our faces from him. I wonder why God, the last time everybody saw Christ was a naked man on the cross. When he resurrected, very few people saw him. I said, God, why didn't you let many people see him when he resurrected? God said, God said, Man, man's definition of success is different from my definition of success. How I define success is being the center of my will. Men's definition of success, how many followers you got? How many followers you got does not equal success. Because Peter had only the mother and John at the cross, but he was successful. You can have a thousand people follow you and be unsuccessful. You can have two people follow you and be successful. Success is what God says about you, being in the center of God. My prayer for you is that the people don't push you to make error. You're clapping and sick and that you please God. Truly, truly please God. Watch this. Why? Why is this so important? It's so important that we do repetition because there are some characters in the Bible that because of repetition, they miss God. And one guy that whenever I read his story, I get so sad is Saul. 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 A story of grace to grass. Tell somebody, you will not start from grace and end in grass. I wish you can push it. Say, you will not start in, from grace and end in grass. Say so you will start from grass, but you're going to end in grace. Are you clapping your hands right now? Is that your prayer today? Watch this. Saul. The Bible describes Saul as a very handsome man. Bible says he was tall, he was handsome, he was good looking. But church, look at me. If all you got is your outward look, not your inward look, you miss it. Life must be lived from inside out, not outside in. Paul said, Though the outward man perish, but the inner man is renewed day by day. It should be what is in the inside of you. Greater is he that is in the inside of it that he does in the world. Saul was physically handsome, tall, a giant. And I believe he depended on that aspect of his life. So every day Saul cared about people's opinion. I want to look good. I want to be the good guy. I want to be the good. I want to be that. And here, here, what, here, what, here what happened to Saul. Saul started prophesying. He started so good. He started handsome, prophesying, doing the work of God. But reputation, reputation destroyed. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 8 to 14. Let's, let's look at how those who get caught up in reputation miss it. I love the scripture. Very powerful. Bible said, Then he waited seven days according to the time. According to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal. Then the people were scattered. Tell someone, say the people. Let us say the people. Say the people. The reason why many people succumb to reputation is people. Your problem is people. Many of you, you are anxious, you are sad, you are afraid, you are crying, you are confused, you are down, not because of you, but because of people. Many are fighting in their home, not because you and your wife got a problem. It's because you, the people around you got a problem. Many people don't live for themselves. They live for people. Tell some my prayer for you is that you are not living for people. Say my prayer for you is that you are not lying to everybody and lying to yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I said, so by some of them not come and, and say, and the people were scattered from him. So next verse said, so Saul said, bring me a burnt offering. The people 
the people, the people, the people, the people. The problem of this generation is the people. People outside. Not even you. Many people don't live for themselves, they live for people. You dress to please people. You borrow to please people. You buy to please people. You travel to please. You are traveling to please people when you don't have money. I want to just right now. What you are wearing is to please people. You cry, you don't even like what, but you are still wearing because you want to please people. I'm a preacher just right now. We are a generation of people, not you. Tell somebody, my prayer for you today is that you are not caught up in the people syndrome. Say, say, as well, say, say today, my prayer for you is that God will help you to live for yourself, not for the pressure of the people. And look at me, so long as you live, people will give you pressure. Press hey, in empowerment is pressure. Empowerment is pressure. Look at me. If you look at the way they dress, you have to go out and look at where they live first. And I'm not here to make anybody feel bad. I'm here to help you. Don't be, don't be destroyed. Don't be broken. Don't be confused. Don't be down. Don't give in to pressure. Because it's not what they look. They may look good on the outside, but they are dying inside. Pressure. Pressure of what bag they are carrying, what bag. There's nothing wrong with looking. I look good. But if all you got is your look this way, you miss it big time. You got to have some, some, some substance more than physical look and pressure. May the external pressure not destroy you. May you not be afraid and anxious and compare yourself to others. May you be real with yourself. Settle with God. Sort yourself out with God. Face God. Pray God. Focus God. Walk with God. And please God. And not be, not giving to pressure. Pressure. Oh, pressure. Joy in prayer. Want to impress everybody. As soon as they see people, they ask and say, and I'm sorry, I'm crazy. And I just came from London and you came, I'm going back. To, let me know what I mean. You know what I mean. Says, hey, Charlie, what's up? What's going on? Hey! Hey! Pressure. Pressure. Young people are under pressure. Social media pressure. People are faking it. They are making you feel something is happening and nothing they happen. Pressure! Pastors are prophesying when they haven't seen a vision because of pressure. How do you close power night and you haven't prophesied and you are closing? Power night, no prophecy. God, God, God is not here anymore. God left the prophet, so the prophet must prophesy by force. Even when there's no vision, you have to see a vision. Pressure! So also when I saw the people, say the people, tell someone your problem is a people. So you, know, so, so you know why you are making mistakes? So you know why you are even buying when you, when you don't need it? The people. The people. You're not clapping your hands. You are going beyond your means because of people. Live your own life. Look at me. Master couple. Mr. and Mrs. Live your life. Enjoy your life. God will give you a baby when God is ready to give you a baby. You build a house when God wants to build a house. You, even honeymoon, when God wants you to go, you go go. It don't be by force. There's no standard that go to honeymoon tomorrow. Live your life. Don't let, don't relive really somebody's life. Enjoy your life. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy. No pressure. I bind every pressure on your destiny. I bind every pressure. As you close say pressure. Say pray. Today, people marry not for themselves. So. They marry for people. They can't wait to post. What are you, after posting, then what happens? Likes and comments. So, <laughs> let me get another scripture.
You see, I'll go to detail. Another scripture. One more scripture. I have to show one more bullet. Let me jump, okay. Revelation chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Revelation 3, 1 and 2, the Bible says, then your scripture, want to go to the angel of the church in what? In sadness, right? These things are the words of him who holds what? The seven spirit of God and the seven stars. Aha. Uh-huh. I know your deeds. Let's read together. I want to go. I know your deeds. You have what? You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Hey. Hey. It is called make believe life. Make them believe, say you did, but you are dead. Take a picture, edit it, take 100 pictures, take the best, edit it, put colors on it, and post, and let, make people believe that you did on top. You just came from holidays, you just traveled and came back, but nothing there, you are broke. Sometimes, as a pastor, when being a pastor, let me, I talk to a lot of people, and when I know, there are people, I know what they are doing, but when I see their post on social media, I'm like, ah, is it the same person? <laughs> This is the same person. As a man of God, they just spoke to me about what their family is dealing with. Then they post some food, B. Then they do some color, B. Then they do some things, B. Me and my boo. But they are fighting. (laughs) Me and my boo. Which boo? Make believe. They make people think they are alive, but they are dead. Let that not be your story. May you be real with God. May you trust God. May you pray to God. May you believe God. May you, be, may you not be a part of the people that, that live in a deceptive life. Reputation sometimes can make you do some stuff. A reputation of being alive, but you are dead. And the church today is like that. May all we have not be about light and sounds and speakers and building but we have spirituality fastings and prayers and potence and healing and the power of God may we not have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof may we go be, may we be a people that can repent before God be broken before God come before God and not be and, and not try to pretend and try to look holy 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 but we are struggling may we come before God and say God we missed it we fell we slipped God restore unto us cast us not away and take not your spirit from us but restore unto us the joy of our salvation bring us back to fire to power, to oil to anointing, may we not cover it up to be potential may we never use makeup to cover it up may we never use the sound the shout, may we not be like Naaman that will use the armor to cover the leprosy but may we remove the armor and get the leprosy healed so that we can be truly healed by God rise up to your feet if you receive all the clap, clap your hand. Give God a better praise right now. If you receive all, you can clap your hands if you got blessed. If you got blessed. If you got blessed. Come on, show you by clapping your hands. Come on, show by clapping your hands. Come on, slap those hands and give God praise right now. Look at someone say, be real, be real, be real. Say, be real, be real. Say, say, cry to God if you need God. Stop pretending. Stop pretending. Be real. We have a generation of pretense. You see, even when they are leading worship, they pretend. Lift up your hands, Lord. Oh, boy. Be anyone. Asa. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Your clapping is going to have you now. A reputation of being alive. But you are dead. A tomb, a whitewashed tomb with dead men's bones. Lift one and say today. Say, Father, I repent of taking reputation over integrity. Say, Father, today, grant me grace to walk with you, to come to the place where my pursuit is about you. My hunger is about you. My love is all for you. What moves me is you. Father, my prayer is that in the process, 
may I please you and please Ben, but may I not choose men over you. Help me not to allow the opinion of men shut me from pleasing you. Because at the end of the day, it's what you said, not what men said. I want to hear at the last day, thou good and faithful servant in Jesus' name. If that's your prayer, do the best by clapping your hands and shouting and screaming and giving God a praise in the house.